Welcome to I Hate Sand, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Regan. I'm Cameron. We're just three friends who love talking about hot Star Wars topics. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It has been a while. Uh, today, we are joined by one of my new friends, Cameron Cooper. Hi, Cameron. Hello. Hello, hello. So, Cameron and I shot a wedding together like a long time ago, like last October. And we were kind of just Instagram friends for a while. Uh, but one day, Cameron posted on his story and he was like, hey, what? Well, any Star Wars fans out there? And I was like, holla, it's me. <laughs> um, and then ever since then, we've just become really good friends and we've bonded over Star Wars. So uh, we're super excited to have him on this episode and to talk about Kenobi. Well, thank you guys for having me. Very excited to dive on in. So episode one, what are our problems with it or likes about it? It's a strong opening. Coming in with the uh, the flashback scene. Yeah, Order 66. That's always a lot of fun. And we had just gotten that in Book of Boba Fett briefly. Uh, so, like, we're already we're throwing ourselves back into that. And that's, like, far and above the most interesting time period. And probably, mm-hmm. like, the single most interesting event oh, yeah. to happen in the Star Wars universe. So, to start out the show with that reminder... I thought was really strong. It didn't make sense at the, in the moment who these people were like, they were just kind of random people we had never seen before. No familiar faces. Mm. Of course, by episode five, it starts to make sense, but right. It was like kind of in the moment of seeing it both really cool to, to start off like that, but also who are these people and why are we following this group? That's it. That's all I got to say about the whole show. <laughs> Good episode. I was letting, I wanted to hear your thoughts, Taylor. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously give me anything Revenge of the Sith related or Order 66 related and I'm on board. Like seeing all those clones in action and they're actual real people this time in costume. They're not like CG animated right. clones. It was awesome and devastating. Because we get to see Order 66 from another perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume Reagan has, but for those who've played the Fallen Order video game, we get that perspective from, you know, you'll little, I think he's 12 in the game, a little 12-year-old Cal Kestis, and seeing his master get gunned down. I could have sworn that Cal Kestis was going to make an appearance in the show because it was like, yep. it would have lined up perfectly within his timeline. Um, with the video game. Big fans of the video game, we have Jedi Survivor, which is mm-hmm. taking place uh, 10 years after Order 66. The first game was five years after. So now that is not the exact time frame of Kenobi, which is pretty interesting as well. So I wonder if the video game will have some interesting characters to introduce or characters we already know that might make an appearance. But we're not here to talk about Jedi Survivor. We'll save that. We'll save that for another time, yeah. another episode. 
I feel like with the first two episodes of the show, there was more that I disliked than there was that I liked. I was um, just kind of underwhelmed after the first yeah. two. Um, yeah. Th- I mean, there were a lot of like kind of little things that I thought were just not super well executed, like both chase scenes at the yes. end of episode one and episode two. I think two. That's, that's pretty common across the board with people who watch the show. Everyone's like, that kidnapping scene was so cringe. Leia running towards a tree branch and then he's like clearly sees the branch and he's running towards it but he's like oh no 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 he gets caught up in it Scoob uh, what was it like in uh, at Star, Star Wars Celebration like y'all are watching this and I'm sure there's people who are like oh my gosh oh yeah, this is so great and then you guys are like what the hell is actually happening right now like, yeah in the moment like when I was watching that, I was like, really? The show is going to be centered around a young Leia. And I didn't like it at the time. I'll be honest. But as time went on, I started to enjoy her more. It was very difficult for me to not dislike her character. And it's very, it's, it's basically the same reason why I really don't enjoy at least the, the second, uh, Harry Potter movie, which is just their kids. And now that we're adults, I don't think like a child and it's hard to see a child have like the capacity of like a 18 year old. Who's like, listen, I'm going to tell you what I want to tell you. I'm like, listen, 10 year old, <laughs> you're not that smart. I don't know why you think yeah. you're smarter than that. Like when Leia tells off her cousin and yeah, just gives like, him like uh, the perfect response that a grown adult can't even give exactly and i was like you know maybe i just wasn't the smartest 10 year old maybe i'm giving myself too much credit but (laughs) at 10 years old i was like playing in dirt and uh this was pre pre iphone you guys so i don't know how old everyone is here i'm just kidding (laughs) so i just you know uh it was sometimes leia's scenes i just kind of checked out because i was like i don't i don't really care but it, sure. when they kind of wrote her, I guess they were like, well, this is the snarky, back talky, like take no shit Leia that we knew from the original trilogy. So I can get where they were going with it. I was just like, ugh, ugh it's kind of over this but already. I do have a, I do have a counter argument because I imagine whenever like Phantom Menace came out in 1999, all of the adults were saying the same thing about young Anakin Skywalker. It's true. Whereas we as kids were like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And we loved it. So I would imagine that like today's kids who are watching the show probably really loved and related to young Leia. That's true. That's a yeah. good point. Now, have you guys seen uh, this? I, I promise I have a point here. Have you all seen any movie from Edgar Wright? director yeah. of Shaun of the Dead and things like that. Uh, that scene where it's Kenobi cutting up, what'd you call it? Sand sharks, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I got very, Sand it was sharks. very interesting because it showed this like repetitive nature. Now we get it over the course of what seems like a couple of days, but you can only imagine like, man, he's been doing this same thing like every day, like no change for 10 years. And I kind of got that same repetitive uh at least the the cinematography side of it where 
they just kind of shorten it each and every time. Like they show us what his daily routine looks like and then show it like repeated time and time again. And I got those like Edgar Wright vibes. And I was like, I dig this. This is really cool. Even though we're getting the same content over and over again. Yeah. It was just to show like, man, he is in this routine and all he literally cares about is making sure like Luke doesn't get discovered. And he's just imagine being like having that much anxiety like every single day because you might get caught or he might get found out or whatever it may be so mm-hmm. right it's tough in episode two there was the like uh raptor bounty hunter oh I remember yeah seeing that one <laughs> on the roof it's like this it straight up looks like a raptor costume from jurassic <laughs> it's the worst jurassic park photoshop of all time that's what I mean. That's what it should be. I want an origin story for On that, that bounty hunter. You got to know where he came from. Rolling from there, getting the introduction. I mean, we already saw them in the trailers and such, but what did y'all think of the introduction of? I guess the rest of the Inquisitors, because there's a lot of you know people dogging on how the Grand Inquisitor looked, and there was a lot yeah, of people dogging. Got, now, got a few things to say. <laughs> now i thought and i'll just throw this out there as a fan uh who enjoyed the show uh once they showed him originally i was like yeah that guy looks like a like an egg like that dude's goofy looking and then they kind of changed him up i was like i don't mind it like you you fucking egg (laughs) yes he did (laughs) what an egg what are they hey arnold freaking football head yeah um So once they kind of changed his teeth and made his eyes a little bit more menacing, I was like, okay, that's, I don't know how I'd do any better. I'm not a special effects makeup artist, but right. that, for, that, that scene when they started kind of introducing the, the uh, Reva, the third sister and the grand inquisitor and the, the fifth brother, I thought looked pretty freaking dope, even though, you know, they're, again, they're kind of basing it off rebels uh, and the, the comics and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of like this dude. He's probably my favorite of all the inquisitors as far as like how he acted and talked and uh-oh kind of put reva in her place a few times uh i, I think reagan yeah reagan's gonna disagree <laughs> with you on that he, one he no. drove me nuts man the way he talked just drove me up the wall he never opened his <laughs> mouth when he talked he would like talk through clenched <laughs> teeth always and you could barely make out what he was saying <laughs> you can't do that your anger is getting to you and you're like, what the fuck did you, what you say? Huh? Can you repeat that? <laughs> it's Batman. That's how Batman talks. He was like, oh my God, where, it drove me nuts. His look was cool. I'll give you that one. But like anytime he talked, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Maybe it's because I'm do old that. and I, I watch shows with closed captioning on. So I was able to decipher <laughs> what all he was saying. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> I had to turn subtitles on just to understand what was going on. Oh, it drove me insane. I just always felt like when he was on screen that he wasn't the right casting choice for that character. Um, Interesting. But that's, I mean, he looked good, but I did not really find him intimidating. He did kind of come off as that like, but I have the promotion first. I'm next in line. Uh, Kind of vibes. But I'd probably act that way too if I was talking to Vader. I'd, I'd like suck his toes or something to make sure I had my job. (laughs) <laughs> give me them robot toes I'll suck on 
I thought they did a pretty good, like, I, I liked that whole scene where Riva was in the middle of that whole crowd. I think it's right after that scene, right? Mm-hmm. On yep. tattooing his, her whole, like, uh, intimidation of Uncle Owen. I thought that was actually a pretty good setup for, like, how they are, how they, this, this is the world of the control of uh, the Empire right mm-hmm. now, like, in especially, you know, poor towns. I thought that was dope. I thought it was hilarious that she was just like, you said what, bitch? And just like chops off this bitch's <laughs> hand right in yeah. front of everybody. I also like that she's like, you're a family man. All right, I'm going to kill you and everyone, you know. They wanted to give that vibe of like super intimidating. She ain't going to take anything from anybody. The only thing I had a hard takeaway from, which, and this is just c- coming from watching like Clone Wars and rebels was that, and this is probably just my brain, but like seeing a human inquisitor, I was like, I don't know if most of these people are like these alien races and they all look like gobbly yeah. goblin eyes. And I don't know, seeing her just being the one standout of like that chick over there had like the, whatever inquisitor that was had like predator tentacles or like some sort yeah. of bane situation. I'm like, I would be scared of that girl. Reva, I mean, if she cut a girl's hand off, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to mess with you. But I mean, <laughs> oh, you don't no, look just, that scary. Just a human. Just like a normal, just a normal person. Got some yeah. nice hair, nice face. Like if anything, I, I'm attracted to her guys. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm not yeah. attracted to the fifth brother. <laughs> I got to agree with you on that one. <laughs> Hot takes. Got to say. I want to come on the Grand Inquisitor so hard, dude. Yikes. <laughs> with that bald head of his. Yep. Those red lines just <laughs> racing <laughs> racing stripes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we kind of get, I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to move ahead. We kind of get Smart. our first... Smart, smart. Good, good, good call. Um, and this is fast forwarding. I'm sure there's a little bit in between there of importance. It's probably just pointless Leia content. But uh, once we get back to Kenobi, we get him like in his little desert hole, just sad and mopey. And he calls out to Qui-Gon, which I thought we were going to get like loads of qui I thought that was going to be like at least a disembodied voice. I thought we were going to like yeah get more of him like gassing kenobi up like man you gotta stop crying you got you gotta be a little stronger tune into being a jedi a little bit more uh and we don't get it so i was like okay that was a little bit of a tease i thought they were gonna do more with it than they actually did it does mm-hmm. i guess it does show you kind of like his mental state like he's still trying to hold on to that that kind of side of his life the the force and his life as a jedi but also knowing that he can't fully live into it because me, isn't the idea that the Inquisitors can like sense a Force wielder, and so if he really taps mm-hmm. into his Force abilities, that'll just like be a dead giveaway of where he is. I think so. Yeah, I'm so mad. Like, which I understand. I probably understand why they did this, but they should have gone with an OG bounty hunter. I would have much rather seen a young Boba Fett in his prime. Like, granted, we just got a Boba Fett show, and that's probably why we didn't get Boba Fett again. But just having Flea in there took me out of yeah, terrible. the moment. I just want to know where that came from. 
Like, he's got to be friends with a casting person. And he's like, put me in your show. Speaking role. Yeah, like, not not just in the background, all right? I need to speak. I'll give you VIP front row tickets to our next concert. Backstage. I need some speaking roles. It kind of reminded me of, uh, it gave me, especially the way that, kind of backtracking a little bit, how she was evading people. It just gave me, like, Mo and Harry vibes from Home Alone. Like, yeah. how's Leia going to, like put together a paint bucket and some rope and <laughs> tie these bounty hunters around their ankles and yeah. scurry away. So once everyone saw the very exciting yet sad moment of uh, Kenobi seeing that 501st trooper, what was that reaction like in the crowd, Taylor? At Dude, everyone, everyone lost their mind. And honestly, like I'm kind of sad that Tamuera didn't have more of a role in the show as like commander Cody or something, which it was talked about by one of the writers that Kenobi was originally supposed to be a trilogy of films, but after solo performed so terribly, they decided to scrap all of their film ideas and move over to television, which is why they got rid of the Boba Fett movie and why they got rid of the Obi-Wan trilogy. But in the Obi-Wan trilogy, Commander Cody was going to be like a major character in the show. Hmm. Um, so that being said, kind of disappointed that we only got a little tease of Tamuera as a clone in the show. It was a good detail though. That was, was one that good. brought me it brought me back in mm-hmm. to that to the kind of the horror of of what's going on in this universe right now. It I mean, it never crossed my mind that a fucking clone has been disserviced like he's no longer required by the army of the republic so what's he gonna do now yeah he's just gonna go be homeless i guess (laughs) and probably not trusted in like normal civilian life especially after something like order 66 so yeah like it's Mm -hmm. those are the the little things and the show does have a few of those that i think are really great those those little detailed moments that kind of reminds you why this is such a, like a well-constructed universe. Right. It's too bad. There's parkour one one scenes that take <laughs> oh, me right oh, back I forgot out. about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> so watching, <laughs> watching that at celebration, even with the hype of thousands of people around me, I was like, this is so dumb. She parkours for like half of the episode. <laughs> when you got to get your flips in. Yeah, and then even after oh, she's done man. doing all the flips, there's like no special thing that happens at the end. Now, what did y'all think of, uh, again, I butcher this, but Haja or Haya, Camille's uh, Cam- Camille, character? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Was that interesting or did were you like, this is also... I always kind of dumb i always find him funny he's just like one of the funniest actors to me so i didn't really have a problem with him being in the show i i liked i think they overutilized him i i think he should have just been like of service for that one episode you know because it was cool like he's swindling people to get money to pretend to be a jedi and like you find out the trick that was all fun that dynamic of him like trying to swindle an actual jedi and all that uh that, i mean that was cool but then, like, especially, I guess we can get to it later, but in the episode five, I think, um, when they're trying to get off 
that planet, every all the not rebels, but the survivors. Know, yeah, the, all those survivors. They're trying to get off, and like the empire is about to break through the doors, and it's just like a really sad moment. And then he starts like making jokes. It was like, okay, come on. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I get they're they're trying to throw some like tension easing up, and like here's kenobi like man i might risk my life to like help all these people and he's like derp 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 and then he's like no listen she said she said we gotta wait it was like (laughs) he's like i need you to take care of (laughs) he goes i need you to take care of leia and he's like beep boop 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 says something he goes no no like fucking listen to me did you (laughs) hear what i just said (laughs) to teach you to protect that girl he's like okay i will and he's like okay thanks and then like walks around him i'm like yeah bro i don't think joking around is the greatest thing to do at the moment but I also combat uh, uh, awkward situations with comedy, so I, I get it. <laughs> sure. I relate, I suppose. To your point, or not to your point, but to kind of backtrack a little like you just did, Taylor, we see after parkour Assassin's Creed uh, mode and some goofy-looking dinosaur uh, shooting at Kenobi, which I already forgot who that was, what it was. Uh, we see Kenobi at a desperation because now, in my opinion, this was Leia's fault. He's like, Leia, stop running away. I, I'm clearly trying to help you. And she's like, later, I don't care. And then she's like, I can clearly jump this like New York City style skyscraper. <laughs> and she just kind of whooped and And then, yeah, <laughs> she's like, easy. I, I did this back at home. You see what I did with those tree branches back at home? <laughs> uh, but we see Kenobi you know, uses force abilities to which we assume is the first time in what, 10 years. He's a little rusty. He barely, you know, got to give us that tension. He barely saves her, but it was still really cool to see how little he knows of like his abilities now from just kind of being a little hermit right. on Tatooine. The greatest strength of the show is just Ewan McGregor. I could mm-hmm. watch him act all day long. From the minute I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, I can just, he's so fucking good. Looking. Everything like in his face and that too. Just like <laughs> the way he can convey in his face, this like, I haven't done this in 10 years. And now it's like hard for me to do this, but I'm going to, I'm going to get through it because this child's life depends on it. Was And like, there are so many moments like that throughout. Just like the expressions on his face very successfully conveying like what's going on in the scene. So yeah, I watched the first two episodes at celebration and then back home, I got to watch the continuation of the show from my own home. And it was, it was awesome seeing Vader do all of this merciless killing. (laughs) I know that's like a really shitty thing to say, but Seeing how powerful... That's the whole idea, right? To remind you of the power dynamics here. Yeah, seeing how powerful he is and just showing us something new about Vader that we haven't seen before on screen and also making it believable is something that Disney has done right for once. Now, for those who are listening, uh, and you probably don't know Taylor on a personal level... I met him somewhat recently and learned that he is, if he could, basically, uh, he he would be a Sith. You know, he Absolutely. loves all, all things Vader, and I'm like, I'm this guy who likes 
the the Jedi, the light side, and and do what I can to be noble. And Taylor's over here, like, man, I love it, killing them younglings. Favorite part <laughs> of the whole trilogy, freaking choking out people in the streets, like. He loves that crap. So Yeah, Taylor would come in and be like, you know, I didn't really like a kid trying to do the right thing, but then the show really turned turned around for me when uh, a teenager just got absolutely murdered for no reason. And that just really I bought into the show after that. It really it did something for me that I I, I can't explain it. It just makes me happy. And yeah, it's it's a good show. Right. Looking at Taylor, I can just see the eyes of a really cruel and dark person. Um, probably won't be his friend too much longer after this. No. Um, what I did think was super fucking cool, which reminded me of... Um, I forgot the movie off the top of my head. It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, Ghost in the Shell, the animated oh, yeah. uh, film Ghost in the Shell, because we see like a suit-up scene in episode three with Vader just all of his little components that make him who he is was so fucking cool. And I, I literally yeah. was watching that and I was like, I bet Taylor is like, just got a, a semi chub or maybe just a full on <laughs> rock steady, like Oak tree style Chub-ish. boner watching Washington it. monument. Yep. <laughs> Amen. You can cut yeah. that out. Amen, I think so. <laughs> so oh, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> so That's where I, the audience uh, comes in. I think having the, um, the encounter in that episode with Obi-Wan and Vader. I think the dialogue that they gave Vader was really strong with him saying like, I am what you made me. Oh yeah. And I just, I got chills when I heard him say that. Cause I was like, Ooh. Yeah. Um, do that. Do that again. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> At first I was like, damn, Obi-Wan's getting his ass kicked. Why is Star Wars always taking my favorite Jedi and making them weak? And then I was like, you know, it makes sense with Kenobi's state because he hasn't touched a lightsaber in 10 years and he hasn't used the force in 10 years. Yeah, I caught on to that pretty quickly. I was I was ready for it. I was just surprised that we got such a uh, such a confrontation so early in the show. Like, I thought for sure we wouldn't even really see Vader in action until episode five. Right. Maybe even all the way to episode six. So I was glad to see it happen earlier. I will they weren't say. About to pull, they weren't about to pull a Boba Fett, dude. Or we don't get to see Boba yeah. Fett do anything until the last episode <laughs> of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were right for that. It was the right decision. Except that Obi-Wan's escape is one of the least believable things in a, a universe, a story universe with laser swords and, la- you know, fucking blaster pistols and yeah, you know, telekinesis and stuff. I'll agree with you on that one because Come on. at first v- Vader, like, he ignites the fire with the force and then... Well, he ignites he it with his it lightsaber. Out. Right. But then he, he takes it out with the force and yeah. then the fire gets going again. And then he just like, just kind of stops. Watch, just watches Obi Wan walk away. I'm actually, I'm actually okay with that. That one does make sense to me. It's more so the troopers, and it's a mix between the troopers and the droid who walks at about the Beep speed boop. of an elephant, <laughs> just slowly getting away. 
and the troopers are like, there's fire. What do I do? And But they're like <laughs> in a field and the fire is only so large. Like, run to the sides, you fucking idiots. Come on. That was the kind of thing where I was like, I was taken out. Again. They're, they're peripherals. They don't have they don't have side <laughs> visors. So they're all like, they, they see don't is know. what's right there. Now, all of this is not great to me. The biggest plot hole probably in television history is in this episode. Now, let's rewind. They meet up with uh, Tala and she shows them this tunnel. This is where we're introduced to the droid <clears throat> that ends up saving Obi-Wan's life. It shows them this tunnel and this tunnel will take them to a pilot who will then get them off world. Um, Obi-Wan and, and Leia. They are running through this tunnel and it has been stated in this scene that it is a one-way tunnel. And minutes later, Obi-Wan also, mind you, turns around and leaves su- said tunnel. After that, Rava finds the tunnel. Or I'm sorry, it was Tala that, that turned around and left and told Leia, like, just keep running straight and you'll, you'll get to the pilot. Rava finds the tunnel and then somehow gets to the other end before Leia to kill the pilot? Am I the only one who who found that plot hole? She found the other way around, dude. She found the the exit. Have you seen Clearly. Nacho Libre when that girl like tunnels her way <laughs> to meet back with <laughs> There's other tunnels, the that, tunnels that you know the the tunnels. <laughs> yeah. That's how uh, she force tunneled her well, you know the inquisitors. She their their lightsaber do like that. It spins around, and so she, she just, just f- made just, a new she tunnel. She flew. She just flew her <laughs> double bladed saber to the oh other side. Oh my god! Another missed cameo opportunity would have been dope to see Lando be, or even Han be, like the guy that was going to smuggle yeah. Leia out of there. But whatever. that would have been dope. Seeing that, I forgot his name, but that same actor who was in. So that's a cool name. Yeah, that, that guy's name. That would have been that would have been dope. You know what was dope though? Getting a almost not shot for shot necessarily, but seeing Kenobi infiltrate the Fortress Inquisitorius and seeing so many like callbacks to the end of Fallen Order. I just my brain oh, yeah. just kept shooting to a, a lot of those same moments in that game and being like Dang, like Cal Kestis was, re- they need to up their security. I don't know what the hell they're doing, <laughs> but Cal Kestis snuck in there five years before and like caused all sorts of chaos, nearly didn't drowned he Vader. Also, yeah, didn't he also like let water rush into a yep. tunnel? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna they're say, like, you know what? I was gonna say that really there's a lot us. of there's a lot of like similarities in that scene between the video game and the show. Let's dive into episode five, which has some of my favorite parts of the show and it cross-cutting between prequel Anakin and Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. And how those lessons play out over time as they get older with their different strategies and their different fighting styles. Um, It was so awesome seeing like Hayden. Yes. He was a little bit older. You could see some of the aging on his face, but I would honestly rather see a little bit of age than like, a CG Terrible. replica yeah. of mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen. I so, had that exact same thought. I was like, ooh, I can tell you're 40 and not yeah. 18 or whatever you're supposed to be <laughs> right. in right. episode two. Right. But also, yeah, you know what? We got like a pretty bad looking young Luke 
a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and that was that was hard to stomach. So I'll take yeah. this. I'll I'll buy into the to the movie magic for a bit. Seeing that era of Anakin and Obi Wan again was really awesome for me. But I didn't even notice this until somebody on I was like TikTok or something mentioned that, that since it was even before Clone Wars, you know, Anakin didn't have any Robo limbs, so it's just young. Oh in yeah, his prime, Anakin. You know, un two human hands, untainted. Two human, two human feet with toes that could be suckled. Who knows? <laughs> he's got thighs, hands. He's got it all this time. He's he does his little Padawan tail, rat tail situation hair yep. thing going on. Everything else about that episode was not super memorable to me until the end, whenever they swindle Vader and they send off the decoy ship first, and then he fucking. Uses the force to pull it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then rip, rip off, off the doors. The door. That was really cool. Well, I, I mean, even before that, I loved finding out that Ravo was a youngling. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going on. That mm-hmm. that line. Um, oh, he says, you're not you're not serving him. You're hunting him. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. hell yeah. It's a great line. Yeah, that was uh, the one of my most favorite, like, TikTok memes is when Vader is, like, pulling the ship down and it has, like... Joe Rogan and whoever those dudes are from the UFC and they're all like freaking out. And yeah, I think I sent it to you, Taylor. And yeah. they're just like losing their minds as he just force pulls the ship back to the ground and not even just pulls it down, like just rips it apart. Like you said, Taylor was like, damn, this dude has like such immense power. And we had never really seen that. in even like in the original trilogy, like we never really got a taste of the glory. No, he's yeah. He's never that that powerful yeah by then he's pretty old or he's older and this is like still relatively young anakin in his prime um, which even hayden christensen talks about we get to see vader in his prime in the show um so it was super sick to see all these awesome vader moments so i will say for disney they have gotten vader's stuff right i've thought often in different Star Wars installments whenever there's a lightsaber fight like why the the fighters don't utilize the force more like use it to throw things and you know at at their opponents or whatever and I really loved seeing more of that in this episode and in the next like that whole scene when he's fighting Reva and just like using tiny hand movements to like push her away and stuff I was like I thought it was dope I loved it well, it's weird seeing yeah. how, like, I wouldn't say fast he is, but even he's, you know, most of the time we see this slow walking, menacing Vader, kind of like Jason Voorhees in the yeah, old yeah. movies. And seeing him even just like do a slight, like, shoulder dodge to avoid getting slashed and then just kind of sidestepping, I'm like, oh, he's a little quicker than people give him credit for. And then just blocks every swing with the force was so fucking cool. Episode six. I have gone back to watch moments of this episode multiple times since it aired because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, it's pretty incredible for the most part. Wow. I'm surprised you liked it, Reagan. I mean, I'm not surprised because I'm not surprised because like I've seen a bunch of memes about like Disney star Wars fan haters and like Disney star Wars fan lovers. And they're like, 
they're both holding hands on the like Anakin and Vader scene. Oh yeah. In the last yeah, episode. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just is uniting all the fronts. It's the thing that they've gotten right. Just mm-hmm. th- these two characters, they understand whoever wrote, like I think the writers on this, well, a lot of the writers so far in Disney controlled star Wars have just like, it feels like they don't really understand this universe very well. Maybe mm-hmm. obviously John Favreau, Dave Filoni absolutely do. And they've proved that, but just like the writing, I don't know so many characters feel hollow and one dimensional and it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like some of the character. And uh, obviously George Lucas wasn't the best writer either. Like we've covered that right. multiple times uh, through the prequels, but this time, like they finally got that whole anytime they're talking to each other, Obi-Wan and Anakin or Vader, it just it's it's spot on. It feels it like right. what we what we had. Yeah, absolutely. We've we start to see Anakin actually his actual face because the helmet's been been blasted mm-hmm. through. That whole exchange between them. Yeah. That whole like, that I scene was, I was bought in fully. Yeah. That exchange of dialogue in that exact moment is what I keep going back to watch because it's so awesome. Uh, it's fantastic. Coming from, you know, like Obi-Wan's been buried and him saying, did you really think you could ever beat me? You know, master that kind of like ironic or sarcastic ending to that to, to what we get after that. Like you didn't kill Anakin. I did. Oh my God. I was like chills down my spine. The way that they played with the lighting through all of that, you know, you get like the purple throughout most of it because you've got obviously the the red versus the blue. But then in that moment, you're still kind of getting some of it. But once he, once he starts to get into that part of his, his dialogue, it's just full red on his face. Yeah. And you get that, that kind of same reddish orange, tint to his eye that you get in episode three mm-hmm. when he's like going on his, his killing spree and hearing the combination of like James Earl Jones voice yeah. and Hayden's voice, like cutting Obi-Wan. between that. So yeah, sick. So sick. That was the next thing I was going to say. The sound mm-hmm. editing on this part was uh, just gorgeous. I got to say, so like Reva's character, just overall was kind of lame to me. And I, she was getting a lot of shit on social media and a lot of racism. And I'm not saying this because of her race. I think her character was just written poorly. At first I thought that it was just like bad writing again, you know, the, her trying to intimidate people sometimes came off cool, but like, especially in that second episode, just, doing flips through the city to get where she needed to go. Like I wasn't really, I wasn't buying into it when we found out she was a youngling and she was actually hunting Vader. That's when it started to turn around for me. I was, I was getting excited again, but back to good old star Wars and their death problem. She gets stabbed and then just wraps some cloth around herself and she's fine. That was, (laughs) that did not help. And I didn't understand. Maybe y'all could make it make a little more sense. But, you know, she's she fi- finds out about the boy on Tatooine and heads to Tatooine. And I can't remember if it's Owen or or um, Baru, 
says, you know, like, why do you want him? What are you doing? And her answer is justice. Justice. Like, what, what is this idea that killing him is a form of justice? Like, what is being justified? That, that None of that arc made really any sense to me. Like, she had just revealed herself to Vader, and she had confronted him, and obviously he has no further use for her, so he fucking stabs her. And then now she's just like, all right, I guess we're going to go kill your kid. Yeah. Like, I can't have Leia, so I'll get the other one. Like, I don't yeah, know. This, this, kid, this kid that you don't know anything about, I'm just going to go kill him. <laughs> Might as well. From everything I've read from the writers, they have only planned on making one season of the show. Um, but based on the ending, with what we get with Qui-Gon... It kind of seems like maybe Obi-Wan is going to go off and train. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying there's a second season, but I haven't gotten any confirmation on that. All that being said, I loved seeing Qui-Gon again. I wish we had gotten more of that. Oh, fuck yes. It was a great moment. It was just too short. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have loved some, like, like one of y'all said earlier, some, like, vocal disembodied voice yeah yeah i would have loved some of that throughout and then like if this was the first time we're actually seeing his true force ghost appearance like that would have been great but you know we've been building up to it this whole time and then he gets like three lines it's just like come on let's go somewhere else kind of thing and that was it i was like a little bit of a little bit of a damper for me still great but i don't know didn't didn't have the potential that i was kind of expecting Taylor and Reagan. What would you, I guess we can use a, uh, one Bantha out of 10. What would you give Kenobi on a scale of one Bantha to 10 Bantha? Man. So like as much as I love that last episode, I'd probably give it like a six or seven out of 10 because most, I mean, there's six episodes and five of them were, or at least four of them were pretty forgettable in my opinion. I wouldn't say that many. I would say like two of them are pretty forgettable. I agree with Regan. Yeah, I I would put it in like a seven, seven and a half overall. But again, like as forgettable as most of the show was to me, um, I did really love the last episode and it felt awesome. And it felt right. I'd, I'd give I'd give Kenobi about a seven and a half. I'll agree. I'll agree with there with Reagan. It's kind of what I was going into it. This podcast thinking I think I'm, I'm feeling seven and a half ish. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We know it's been a while. Um, please subscribe to our show. Follow us. Um, we would love to do some more of these and uh, we'll talk to you next time.